0: Begin transmission. Transmission. The Frontline Gaming Network presents Art of War. Strategy and tactics. Discussions with the best players on the planet. The Frontline Gaming Network. Presenting Art of War with Nick Nanavati and John Damaris.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Art of War podcast. I'm your host, John Damaris, and joining us this week, all the way from the upside down, is the one and only Adam Camilleri. As usual, I'm joined on this podcast by the one and only Nick Nanavati, the proverbial Tom Brady of Warhammer 40k, and he's here to help us break down a very special Dark Angels list. And folks, we're going to do something a little bit different this week. Even though Adam has come fresh off a major RTT win <laughs> with, this, <laughs> with this Dark Angels list, we're going to do a little more theory in this episode because we do have a limited number of events. So we're going to spend a little more time talking about possible changes and you know, and help Adam. Dojo, this bad boy up to the best list that it can be, and we hope that you enjoy the feedback. And we would love to get some feedback on what you guys think of this format, at least in the short term, until we get back to having events. Nick, how are you? Why don't you go ahead introduce Adam Words per minute camillary and let's get started.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that introduction, John. um We got Adam on the podcast. He's a he's the guy who runs the Art Award Down Under podcast. So if you listen to the Australian version. Um, That's really cool. He does that. He's been on our show a few times. Usually, to talk about weird imperial jank or dark angels. So it's glad, good to see he's doing uh, what he's good at and crushing RTTs with dark angels in the middle of nowhere. So, Adam, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing really well, guys. Yeah, happy to be on. I think this is my round three for me being on your podcast. And uh, I don't want to say we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, but I mean there isn't a lot going on for anybody to talk about at the moment. And man, it's it's dark angels. It's you know it's good content as any.
2: Absolutely, and like John said, this episode we're going to go a lot more into the theory, and I'm going to help uh, Adam take his list. That's pretty good. one an RGT, and see like how can we really break down the list building skills and make it a top level list.
3: Well, that's right because I'm. I'm not coming into this with any delusions that this is something that you know, just because I want an RTT, I'm not thinking I'm going to run it. So run over people that are major with it. And I was actually asking Nick before, if like you guys would be okay with just kind of troubleshooting me through this. And this can be a bit of a, a showcase for you, Nick and showing people how you kind of help people with listen in, in the art of war kind of in, in the war room and whatnot.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's crazy how impromptu this is. This is all coming to life right now in the podcast, all these ideas. Sure, sure. don't tell them that. It's the supposed,
3: supposed to tell them we put tons of legwork into this. Tons and it's well planned. And... <laughs> also,
1: Nick, you never tell people how you make the hot dogs.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, over here, that'd be Dim Sims. Be like, Don't, don't, don't ask what it, what's inside the Dim Sims.
2: <laughs> well, anyways. So, wait, should we delete that or
3: no? Never. Never delete a hot dog. They're like Twinkies. You can't hurt them anyway, even if you wanted to.
2: I'm so confused now. <laughs> All right,
3: guys.
1: Um, I, guess, I guess I'm going to have to do my job and MC this because you're not a big enough adults to have a conversation about <laughs> Uh Where
3: would you like me to start? Would you, you want
1: me to
2: run through the list? We're just talking about yeah. hot dogs now.
3: Yeah, let's, right. let's run through your list. Easy. So for starts with the patrol, we've got a Primaris Libby, who usually takes uh, minimum Psychic Fortress, and then uh, I've got on my list as Veil vale of Time for the other power. Um, then I've got uh, two Telemasters, one with Brilliant Strategist and the Corvus Oculus, which is the, the plus one to hit, plus range relic. For those of you who don't know, I've got a second Telemaster. This one takes Tactically Flexible from the, uh, the, the Dark Angel's... Index. Then I got three times five intercessors, each with a Stalker Bolter and a, just a chainsaw on the Sarge. Two Redemptor Dreads uh, with uh, macro plasma incinerators, onslaught Gatling, two Storm Bolters, and an Icarus Rocket Pod. 185 points of sweet goodness. Uh, then I got a Vanguard, which is kind of a it gets a little bit wonky here. Um, I got a Primaris Tech Marine, with, who's upgraded to Master of the Reforge. I got my third Talon Master. I got my third uh, Redemptor Dread, same loadout. And I got two five man Deathwing Command Squads, each one with a Cyclone Missile Launcher, two guys with Thunderhammer Storm Shields, and then uh two guys well three guys with storm bolters and power fists
2: was that a race to see how fast you could read through a list
3: no i can do faster you want me to
2: go no I'll no sh- i to no. right. <laughs> break that down so people can actually right, know so, what you're playing so the, um, the
3: nuts nuts yeah. and bolts of it is i've got two support characters one being a primary librarian with um who's going to you who's giving you about the the five plus involved buff um and then I've got a Master with a forge techie to get the full heals on the redemptors or the Talonmasters masters should the, the need arise. And then I've got three Talonmasters masters across two detachments, um, two of them being with wall of traits, one being with a relic. And then I've got, you know, three times five intercessors and two times five um, deathwing command squads.
1: Right. So let's let's talk about some of the interactions. I think it's pretty interesting that you've chosen Deathwing Command Squads. Number one, there's a couple of things you can do with Talon Masters, which I'm sure we'll get into. Mm. They're very, very good screening for them. Even they can even screen for them. Standing behind them, right? Yeah, well, they're right. exactly right. Yeah, but the, the other thing that's interesting is you can mix their loadouts, which gives you some interesting um, options for uh, making them sort of multi purpose, right?
3: You want to talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah, so the the big so this is for most most deathwing terminators, but specifically for the, the command squads, you can you can really mix up the um, what you take and what you take them. So in this case, I've gone for um, I wanted 12 storm bolter shots, so I wanted at least um, three guys with storm bolters, but you need to have the two guys with the thunder hammers and the storm shields just because the amount of fire they're going to take uh, you, you really just want the four plus invulner and you want the one plus save, possibly a, a zero plus saving cover. But uh, the way the way you can mix this up is because you're you're dark angels, yeah, and you you stand still or you pay two C two CP for steady advance. You hit on twos with that cyclone missile launcher. It's almost too good to leave it home at home at that at that stage because um, you can just park it and just have everyone else out of line of sight, and then just the cyclone missile launcher standing out front, and then a Talon Master next to that guy, and you're just going to shoot on twos, and you can't shoot the Talon Master. It's actually a really sick setup for that little combo.
2: That's really yeah. cool, actually. I. I know these little character tricks with the the command squads. that They're super powerful, especially because like you can have the unit not like behind a wall, out of line of sight, and mm-hmm. the character with its fairly large base within three inches of that, and within three inches of an objective. So you're holding that objective with a character who can't be shot, and yep. that's just yours now, unless they come charge you, of course.
3: Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, there's a couple of other little tech bits I'll shot you, but I'm sure we'll get to there in time. But the, the real core of this list is naturally the triple Redemptor, uh, triple Talon Master.
2: Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. Um, a lot of Dark Angelists we're seeing these days are centered around Deathwing Terminators. And you brought two into five, and we'll get to those. But usually we see like big bricks, like 10 strong with the mm-hmm. Apothecaries resurrecting and whatnot. You're doing a similar approach, it looks like, just substituting really bulky, tough Terminators for really bulky, tough Dreadnoughts. Why this approach, and why Dark Angels for
3: it? Well, so first of all, well, I play Dark Angels, so I was taking I was taking Dark Angels no matter what. This list originally had a Dark Shroud in it to complement the to complement the Redemptor Dreadnoughts. I was looking at. What can you know? What can dark angels do that other armies can't? And there's the fact that you can get minus one to hit on things on demand. I mean, you pay you pay 130 points for the privilege, and uh, you got to take a, a dark shroud. But originally, there yeah, this list had a dark shroud in there to give minus one to hit on the redemptors, and then at that point, they really became. Be greater than the sum of their whole. That you know, their minus one to hit, their minus one damage, and they're a five plus field, five plus invuln. There was really no good way to crack them, especially when um, four rolls to hit, which is the thing that made the dark shroud kind of crappy in eighth edition, because you could just get a chapter master and four roster to hit at will, um, and now you only get that on one unit. So the minus one to hit becomes a lot more relevant. And yeah, I still dropped it. So you know, <laughs> yeah uh but in saying that like why the redemptors because there's a lot of ways um to roll those redemptors back into Devastator doctrine for um the brilliant strategist you can keep one of the redemptors in devastated doctrine for essentially for three turns of the game the first one being dev doctrine and the second one being rolled back through um a brilliant strategist and that interaction for those who don't know that's um the one in the the space marine codex that says you know you pick one dark angels unit that one goes back one um Goes back one doctrine. So you got three turns of devastated doctrine for one of those. That's actually a really big deal for the the range on the Redemptors. That means that one of those Redemptors can stand still, get the plus one to hit for being Dark Angels um because it didn't move, and then get the plus six inches range. And all of a sudden, that guy can hit anywhere on the board for three turns. You don't even need to move him.
2: Yeah, but I imagine with the Redemptors, if range wasn't really their problem for the, at least the Macroplasm cannon uh, yeah in places, because you're walking up the middle of the table kind of anyway. Line Very- of sight becomes a bigger issue. So does that being in Debt Doctrine or anything really help how do you do it you playing vehicles like shoot
3: ultimately. so uh, this is kind of giving away the play but the redemptors are the trap uh, i don't know if you guys have noticed that the redemptors aren't the play the talent masters are the play uh, the talent masters and the terminators of the play and the redemptors are the distraction they're the big old distraction kind effectses to get you to invest all your fire all your things and that's a big reason why i went away from the terminators firstly i'm i might be controversial but i'm not big on the terminators i'm not I, I don't think they're as an oh, archetype. Hey,
2: like, like Tell us about this. Why, why are you not bigger than Terminators?
3: They're too mobile. Like, like you were saying, they, people can just hide, give you a very negative game. And uh, a, a lot of people are taking the melee Terminators, the ones with the lightning claws, because they're cheap. They're good. That's cool. I think if you're going to take termies uh, and, and Mass, if you're going to take any more than 10 to 15 termies, most of them have to be shooting. Otherwise, people are just gonna be like, oh, cool. They're, I don't need to be out of line aside from you. I don't need to. I can just stand on the objective. I've got two turns of free scoring before you charge me. And that, that's if I don't have any ways to slow you down, chaff you, um, line you off, double move in front of you. Like uh, I feel like there's just a lot of ways to make all the to, to slow down the Terminator so much that they're not doing any anything until like turn two, turn three, especially in some of the the different deployment maps we've got. Um, what's that? What's that little hammer and anvil one when you're in that really tiny pocket um, deployment?" Oh, I
2: don't even, uh... Like that's
3: For, for like 20, 20 Deathwing Terminators, that's trash. That's so trash. And then you, last, the last episode you guys had on with uh, TJ Lanigan, if you can Doombot one squad, half move one squad, half move another squad, the game's almost over. Like the game is over. That guy's going to max his primary and then run away from you. You're never going to see combat and you've, you've already lost the game. You've lost the game at, at list creation. Um, I, I don't want to leave myself exposed to things like that. Um, and in addition, I like a more flexible army. I like an army that I feel like plays every face, um, and that has play against, against everything. And that is what I feel like talent masters are. Um, for those who don't know, talent masters got a swathe of buffs in this edition for no reason. They were already ridiculously good, but they went down in points. They went up in Melissa's skill. They now ignore the penalty for moving and shooting and their heavy bolters got better they admittedly they got and sorry and they got more wounds. They got two more wounds on top of that. They're now way worse in combat because they don't have any relic weapons and they lost an attack and whatnot. But doesn't matter. They shoot twice as good as they did before. It's actually ridiculous.
1: They also shoot in
3: combat. So. Yeah, they shooting in combat as well. Like <laughs> yeah, so. you know, who cares about the melee, you know? Um,
2: yeah, no, Town Masters are definitely the secret sauce list. I think a lot of Dark Angel builds, Terminators or Redemptors, are you're protecting talent masters who are doing the the workhorse of the shooting, and that's kind of why the the Dark Angel Terminator builds don't really bring shooty Terminators because they got the talent masters supporting them. I guess I'm really more interested in why, as a thing to stand in front of your your, your uh, talent masters, why have you gone for Redemptors instead of Terminators?
3: Well, I guess first and foremost, I f- I like their the fact that they bring a lot of different profiles of shooting. Um, they've got. They've got a they've got quantity shooting in the I've got two stormbolters. Or you can take the frag launchers. It's it, it really just pick your poison. They've got the underslung onslaught, and they've got the Icarus and the macro plasma. So they've got these 4 they they've got these four different weapons, and they've got four different profiles that are good in four different matchups. And that's the reason I really like them. To get the same out of a, a Terminator squad, you would have to take ten guys, and you'd have to take tyve, uh, typhoon missile launchers or assault cannons to get anything that's equivalent of this same. On top of that, I get two Redemptors for the same price as for it's less than a fully kitted out squad of deathwing Terminator with typhoon missile launches and stuff um so when i looked at that when i looked at the different profiles i really liked it because not only they add to the mass of fire that i get in addition to what my talent masters are the amount of strength five and strength six shooting this thing has is actually quite ridiculous um but on top of that you've got the icarus you've got the the essentially d3 autocannon shots um from the top gun and you've got the macro plasma which is I mean, we know how good the that gun was on the... which is essentially the same profile. That gun was on the um, repulsor Executioner. It's essentially the same thing. Strength 9 minus 4, flat 3 damage. They, they had D6, min 3 damage. But um, having three of those, it's, it's really, really quite powerful. On top of that, I've got enough chip damage from those Strength 5 and Strength 6 that I can literally kill just about anything.
1: Yeah, and so the other thing that's kind of interesting is you can slow play this list a little bit in mm. just looking at it. So, like, you could hide two of the Redemptors, force them to shoot at one. Exactly. uh, You know, play the... What, I guess you don't need the strat anymore to reduce damage on them? Is that right? They're all just no, they're just, they're just permanent minus one damage. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, those aren't good, ta- those aren't good targets. People don't want to shoot them. They can't shoot the Masters ever if you're paying attention. Mm. You've got two command squads to screen them. And just so people understand how that works, if they're within three inches of anybody in those command squads, you have to shoot the command squad first. There's no minimum size for that. Mm-hmm for them to screen for them so even if there's one stupid terminator left you still have to shoot that stupid terminator before you can shoot the talent masters and those guys can be out of sight line of sight so they can be behind the wall and the talent masters can be in front of the wall in which case now you've got three talent masters dumping assault cannon shots and uh uh, heavy bolter shots into you with
3: with no reprisal if you want you have that option so you guys, so about start in January, you guys had me on talking about my um, my weird Imperium Jank list where I had a, a unit of Bulgrin screening for two Talon Masters. This is essentially the same, except the Bulgrin absolutely lay waste to you because they're, they're Redemptors instead of Bulgren. They're, they're, they're better in combat now with flat 3 plus D3 damage. Admittedly, they've got less attacks, but they're, they're higher quality. And they just shoot. They shoot so freaking good. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, no, I've been using Redemptors actually in my sister's army, believe it or not. And I've been really, really happy with them. They help me... They're just durable and they do a little mm. bit of everything and no one wants to mess with them. They're really good for just existing and not being worth the attacking. And in your list, you pretty much do that for the whole thing. You can't really attack it. It's all too tough to want to shoot at. And you just do your thing.
3: Yeah, the only... We'll probably talk about more in part two, but the only, only armies I'm really worried about are the ones that are packing. The, the multi-melters are the things that go through on.
2: I no, was um, already so. going to have a whole spiel about systems later.
3: We'll, we'll, talk, about it. we'll talk about that in part two. But uh, man, like things like the, the Inceptors, Leave them at home. Like, you can't scratch this list with Inceptors. Whereas, the same thing be said for the... They're one of the best things to take into the Terminator list.
2: Right, right. No, it's interesting. It's a very good meta call, too, because there's so much damage, too. The entire White Scar's army, basically every space... Exactly. Yeah. Heavy bolters are on the rise just around mm-hmm. the, t- the board. So, well, there's a lot of damage, too, out there. Great call. The, Thanks, uh, man. Do you ever do the... um? The strat where you deep strike the Terminators in off of a Ray character and do a six inch charge or thing.
3: Well, unfortunately, I don't have any biker characters to do it off because the 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 um the speed is that they don't get they don't well, get to do that. Strat.
2: the workshop in your list is that something you think is worth working? Uh, on?
3: Absolutely, the next version of this list has, has it in it. But um the uh the way I usually worked off this one is either I deployed the Terminators on the table or I and then I would um I, I can create the two little castles. I can have one castle with uh, the Redemptors and all their support. And then they can have a unit of intercessors or two in front of them if needs be. And then I have another castle that can be the ten terminates with the three um for the with the three uh masters. Now what I usually do there is I I push up the redemptors to draw fire, make them expose themselves, and the talamasters go and eat them from the other castle. And it's it worked a treat. It worked a treat in, in a couple of my games. And um but but past that the uh one of the big strengths is the fact I get to hide behind the Redemptors turns one's two and then deep strike the Termis turn three and zoom all the Masters up behind them. Um, essentially, because the Masters, for those who don't know, they move 18 inches. They move 18 freaking inches. So all I need to do is make sure that there's a Terminator 20, 20.9 inches away from the Talonmasters. They can go there and get coverage from them. So literally covering a third to possibly a half of the board depending which direction I'm moving.
2: Yeah, it's a super powerful combo. Um, out of curiosity, what are you thinking about dropping to put it in there?
3: Um, to put the biker dude in? I'm yeah. thinking of uh, uh, the more I've seen my meta developing um, in Australia and Victoria, the more I'm thinking that um, infiltrators are too good. The, the infl- I need to take uh, infiltrators I over into assistance. I was going to say,
2: yeah, infiltrators I think, here too in America. Like if they're on the rise, yeah. they're, they're hot fire.
3: They're really uh-huh. good. <laughs> Who told you that, Nick, a long time ago, huh? John,
2: um, you are so far ahead of the meta, you're like yellow-white scars.
3: Uh, but but yeah you're absolutely right so the at at this event and a few events i'm I'm keeping tabs on in australia and some of the other people are playing a lot more people are swinging back to charges from i think probably blood angels um coming back and getting a new codex that's that's very powerful and a lot of other things
2: i think the more on a philosophical level the way a lot of players try to beat space marines because they can't beat them on Mm. this fight is they try to beat them by playing the mission. And a lot of yep. playing the mission is engage in off-runs, deploy scramblers. Exactly. And really piss that off.
3: That was going to be the second bit. Not only do they enable your secondaries, they shut down your opponents. I just think that's, that's too good to leave on the shelf. So yeah, that's, no. that's three units of intercessors being dropped for two units of those. And then uh, <laughs> let me know when you want me to go into the rest of the, the possible changes. Um, so um, I, want a, I want a Ravenwing champ in the list. Um he's oh, there to attack what is this guy doing? I mean, what so, what is a
2: Raven Wing Champion?
3: Okay, so Raven Wing Champion is a Raven Wing, essentially a Ravenwing Black Knight on a bike, but he's like a, a, a company champion. I'll just scroll down to his and run you through his data sheet pretty quickly. But uh where is he? Where is he? Where is he? First and foremost, he is a caddy for a relic that I really, really want in my list now that I'm seeing from everybody else so Wing champ movement 14 Weapon skill 2 plus a skill 3 plus strength 4 toughness 5 5 wounds 4 attacks 3 plus armor comes with that um that sweet black knight uh assault plasma gun on the front and um of course has a mastercrafted power sword which i'll of course i'll be upgrading this guy to a, a chapter champion and he'll get um the blade of triumph and so then he'll go to five attacks six attacks on the charge a weapon skill 2 plus strength 7 um minus three flat three damage actually really really good profile and then on top of that he gets uh minus one to hit for being the chapter champ and he what's the other one he gets um re to win against characters so there's a couple of guys in my meta who play big scary big big scary characters um but let me just make sure i'm getting this true so yeah chapter champion he would get uh minus one to hit um in combat here, we, each time this model makes a melee attack against enemy character re-roll the wound roll and this model has a, a task characteristic of 5 instead of 4 and leadership of 9 and then the blade of triumph is the plus 3 strength minus 3 AP and th- 3 damage on top of that I might be coupling that with a warlord trait uh, of course it's either Imperium Sword or Champion of <laughs> Humanity. Probably going Imperium Sword because getting this guy to strength eight is actually a massive deal. Um yeah, strength eight with uh, seven attacks, hitting on 2s rerolling to wound. And so hitting on twos, wounding on 2s rerolling, actually, actually fearsome. this um, guy the, is just
2: like the most discounty discount smash captain I've ever seen in my life. Is that basically what we're he's, talking about?
3: He's here? off his chops. And the relic is the minus one involunt three inch bubble, three inch aura relic. So it's he becomes is such a relic an a sword? Sorry?
2: Wasn't his relic the fancy sword? Of
3: course, yeah, of course. That, that's the alternative. It's whether I want him to kill or whether I want him to debuff, and that's it's a bit of a meta call. Um, I think so, question. Sorry. I do,
1: I do like that guy. Did you give any consideration to an apothecary instead? You can do a little different style of list, right? Because yeah. you can still do the same tricks. You can still deliver the debuff. You mm-hmm. can't smash something like you can with the champion, but you can. Um, can do some other things like
2: uh people and give a feel and
3: and yeah yeah. Feel, yeah exactly and bringing bringing those guys back also well, yeah.
2: i'll let you answer Adam. It's your list
3: so my list my list is heavy me- heavily mechanized um so i've got three masters, three redemptors they won't get any benefits from the apothecary whereas they benefit from the techie so the techie in this list is kind of my apothecary um and the only the only arm um, the only unit to actually get actually get mileage is the two units of well, realistically it's the two units of, of Deathwing Terminators. And I made the I made the the that a hundred and I think it's a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty-five point model wasn't worth buffing 10 10 models it, that wasn't that wasn't worth the points cost i can take a, a a a sub 100 point champion that kills 10 times better and um serves a, l- a bunch of other purposes as well um, for yeah, essentially I mean, less points the
2: apothecary is worth it when you build around it i've also looked yeah. at uh, allying space brains into a lot of factions for like a couple of plasma inceptors or whatever and then like oh we'll took the apothecary it's not really it unless you have like here's my blade guard and here's my invader atvs and my mm. and my plasma inceptors there's always people to res. everyone's getting the female pain aura it's just good times to be had in the in a all built around it kind of space marine army. That's yeah, what more mechanized version
3: so the relic that i i said before is called the the reliquary of the repentant that's a raping biker model only the bear has the following ability uh worsen the invulnerable saves of enemy units by one to a minimum of six plus whilst they're within three of this model with this relic and the fact that this guy can double move so you can, you can spend a strat to double move this guy across the table making him go a ludicrous amount of inches to give out that bubble to things like uh Beast of nurgle Your keeper with the three plus goes to a four plus, um, and you can't even warp surge it back because you can't warp surge back to you can't warp surge to a three plus. Um, he becomes a really big deal in a lot of different meta calls. Repentia, packing that four plus invulnerable save, are actually a a pain in the ass to kill, but taking him down to a five plus five plus, huge big difference in the in the metrics of that. I mean, are they talent masters kill Repentia really good if you can get a hold of them? It's true, but you don't always want to have to. You know, I, I don't That's want true. to have to. If they, expo- if they expose multi-melters, i got to kill the multi-melters before I kill the Repentia, depending on the positioning. You know, I, I don't want to be forced. I, want- I, you know, I never want my hand to be forced in my decision-making. Yeah, I, f- I feel you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, really, uh, the way the list plays, too, are you really going to be charging forward with like the Smash Captain-type bike character, or is he going to be more of a counter-charge? And mm-hmm. then the question is, do you need that counter-charge What Dreadnoughts and Terminators about so then maybe yeah. you want him to be that aggressive role with the minus three minus three inch uh, leadership involved thing. Exactly deep right. striking terminators potentially.
3: And uh when I was talking about with the double relic, that's that's kind of future-proofing if we get a codex that lets me take two relics on a dude and blah 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 blah, blah. Uh because that's
2: point- any of the more oddball choices space Marines have to offer, like whirlwinds for the fighting last thing overwatch or anything like that.
3: Well, yeah. So, uh, just to check, check my thinking with you guys. The the relic Scorpius doesn't get that, does it?
2: No, it does not. it yeah. I It has the whirlwind Scorpius together.
3: Mm. Yeah, because yeah, unfortunately, I would take a whirlwind Scorpius for sure. Because when it's still, it still hits on twos, which is sick. Um, being uh, being Dark Angels. But as of right now, yeah, I haven't I haven't really put a hell of a lot of thought and thinking into that. I'm just. I'm, I'm, i' of mean, my favorite.
2: It's... Uh, and a more esoteric choices that could actually fit into your list really well if you could find the points is uh three by three eliminators with last because then you can have some really nice anti-tank that fire and fades basically you
3: could do it with dude, weapons, but i don't rate them that highly as snipers legit i have that in another list i in this oh list I've got, I've got a version of this list that has two times three in it um
2: yeah i think two times three is fine because nine gets expensive
3: uh, what I love about it is that turn one, if you're going first, or if you think you're going first, or if they're going to be deployed safely, you just put them up on a you put them uh, you put them up on a ruin. They shoot hit on twos and then jump down and back oh. onto that home objective. It's it's sick. It's actually really nice.
2: Um,
1: I, Do you guys yeah. want to explain how that interaction works for our yeah. newer players? Yes.
2: So eliminators are this unit that everyone forgot about because <laughs> they, someone told them someone decided they were bad when they weren't. Um, they got a nice update in the Space Marine Codex. Basically, they're unit the of three dudes. Um, they're primaris bodies, so two wounds. Uh, so they're relative to other primaris bodies, they're actually not that hard to kill. But they have this nice uh, camo cloak rule, which gives them plus two cover saves if they're in cover, so that helps. Um, the real reason that I like them is that you can give them LAS fusels. They come with sniper rifles, but they're just like, okay. Uh, LAS fusels is basically a LAS cannon, just short range. Um, and these things are So... Two of them can take the last few cells, and then your sergeant don't get an instigator bolt carbine, which is free. And then basically, whenever you, uh, if your unit has an instigator bolt carbine, you don't have to shoot it. You just have one. After you fire with the unit, you can move as if it were the movement. So those mm-hmm. can pop out, pop up some last cannon shots, and then go back behind a wall. Do the same thing on objective. They can also move in advance and then pop the instigator carbine off to shoot with your unit because it's an assault weapon and then move and advance your unit again so you can go super far. Mm. Uh, there's just a lot of tricks to do with this unit. And uh it's kind of pricey. It's in a 100 110 ish point range for like three not that hard to kill space marines and two last cannons, but um they got a lot of tricks and they're kind of annoying.
3: Yeah, I I'm I'm a big fan actually and I've yeah I've got three into three ready to go as soon as I find a list that makes sense in them. But in this one if you were to chuck a minig what would you drop? What would you move around?
2: So, um... I
3: would probably take out a unit of Terminators. I don't
1: think you need two. That's fair. But maybe that's just me, but...
2: Yeah, uh, the problem is, like, I don't think... Five Terminators doesn't even cover the cost, and I don't really want to drop more. I don't even really want to drop five. I want to split it into, like, one medium unit, like a five-man, and then two two-mans is what I want to do. Maybe the cost of one, but... Uh,
0: This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash instantinkspotify.
2: Adam, did you send this list here? I'm just trying to read it all at once.
3: Sorry? Did, did you I send it? No, I haven't sent it to you. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll copy paste it into the chat what
2: now. your HQs for besides
3: the three talent masters? Uh, Primrose Techie, Master of the Forge, and uh, Primrose Libby with uh, the Psyche Fortress.
2: So I think you might be putting too much into HQs. for like If we're trying to get Eliminators in this list, we can afford to not put as many points in defense in the HQs because now we're making the mm-hmm. opponents for attention that way, and we got to get the points from somewhere. So I honestly think they could both go, but I'll let you, who has experience list, make that call.
3: The, uh, the Techie and the Libby? In the yeah so i'm actually Have i was actually and I'm, i've been very unimpressed yeah i'm actually kind of in between i'm, I'm thinking of dropping one of them um and I wouldn't mind either. Either I probably, if I had to drop one, it probably the Libby would go, just because it opens up a Ball the witch, um, and just that's just a, a, a better enabler for the missions. Um, but the, I think the Libby actually adds more than the Techie does, because the Techie is only a reactive; it doesn't it, it, it heals you when you're you're not dead. It doesn't stop you from dying. I actually much prefer having Psychic Fortress than I do the Techie. But just for the if I was to weigh them up in in a vacuum, the dropping the Libby does gain me more in the schemes of a game. I um, mean on top of that, like I've I've played three games with this list and in only in two of them did a single Redemptor die. Like it it's they're actually they actually are just already yeah. stupidly hard to kill. And that's actually my philosophy on the Terminators as well. I don't believe the Terminators need much buffs. They're they're already inherently ridiculously hard to kill.
2: Well I'm thinking if we cut the Libby and the Tech Marine, which admittedly does reduce your dreadnought survivability, mm-hmm. um we cut those two, and then we cut one Terminator, so you're, you have nine total Terminators. You go five, two, two, so you can spread out the yep. Talonmask level a little bit better. Yep. And uh, I think, roughly, calculation-wise, that's enough to get your uh, two Eliminator squads?
3: Easily get, Easily give me two means or three, with, with a bit left over, I believe. Left over, yeah. So yeah,
2: that's, that's conversely,
1: a- you could also drop in that Whirlwind Scorpius, who's also a great piece in that kind of mm-hmm. list. Um, just having that out of line of sight shooting that actually does something that hits on twos is.
2: I do like uh, the Scorpius, even though it only fires one time now. But I don't, and I, like, I always like indirect fire. That's just great. But I think this list needs more help with the mission. It's, the Dreadnoughts and masters are limited in where they can go. Like, the Townmasters are tied to the within three inches of the mm-hmm. Dreadnoughts and the Terminators. The Dreadnoughts are clunky because they're not infantry, they don't fly and only move eight inches a turn. So the army is relatively immobile. So I think it needs to have more mobile elements.
3: You're, you're absolutely correct because right now this this list doesn't play engage or doesn't play scramblers. It wins off playing things like banners and domination and and uh, and then a third kill secondary depending on the opponent is is usually what I take. Domination. Uh,
2: hold more. That's a, yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm surprised yeah. you take that one. I figured you would well, take Wally's semi fight or something. I guess is that your so,
3: well, actually, you, in hindsight, I will probably take that more often now because, uh, uh, like, I've only I'm only a handful right. of games in with this thing. I was worried about that. Of course, I was worried about the Dreads dying. I didn't have a quantifiable data right. on how hard these things were to kill. Right.
2: But, anyways, yeah, exactly. Because now you're opening and deploy scramblers and engaging off front because not only do these things infiltrate and they're really hard and annoying to kill, they also uh, have guerrilla tactics, which is
3: amazing. Exactly, pick them up, chuck them in the back line. I I love that strat. It's phenomenal. I'm actually. This this is going to sound ridiculous because it makes no sense for Dark Angels, but I had a little bit of a thinking there of just putting five Reavers in.
2: Five Reavers? I like Five Reavers. It's very. I, I like. Depending on the chapter, I'm not really sure why in Dark Angels specifically. They don't make why? any
3: sense in Dark Angels. They make sense no. in like five other chapters, but not yeah, in my like
2: one. I was thinking like Imperial Fist Reavers <laughs> or like Scars Reavers, but whatever. Um, I like Reavers in general because I like a decent like Intercessor type style profile in The backfield on strings four and five, I like guerrilla tactics to strat, they're really annoying because they also naturally deep strike. Yep, they got a lot of attacks, they're good profile. They'll beat up every other f- action's backfield, whatever. Um, so like they'll drop j- deep strike in and just beat up backfield because they're tough enough to do that. So I like them. I don't know that you need them over these eliminators. I think the eliminators fit this yeah. style of list better,
3: but well, uh, I like them, yeah. I do like the idea of um. Uh, there might be I might take. You could take three last fusils on a unit. Yeah, I think if you, so. to, I, you could take I the like triple.
2: The iron trade, but I think you can take triple. Mm.
3: Well, because I do like the idea of um getting a sweet angle on somebody, uh, with a and, and then steady advancing them. So even though they're redeployed, they still hit on twos. Because yeah. Yeah, I, I, that'd be a nice little, nice little clutch play when you're in a in a hard spot. That'd be pretty sick. Just dropping three last cannons out of nowhere.
2: Iron enables so many plays early.
3: It does. It's just too good. Like if I did that, I'd want to take a third unit. The
2: Eliminators turn out to turn out to turn your opponents to go deal with them by sending mm. a unit over there because they can't just shoot the problem away.
3: Yeah, that's very true. So, uh, as for the Terminators, so you take two units of two. My two units of two would be um, Fist and Storm Bolter. Would you what, Would you prefer like Would you rather see this with Lightning Claws?
2: I, I don't think I have a real opinion. Um, I've only experienced Lightning Claws. Lightning Claws hit hard enough, and I believe they're cheaper, so I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not opposed to a single Thunderhammer Storm Shield, but I also don't, on the top of the head, know how much drives
3: that up the cost. 10 points a model, so they're around round 45 per.
2: Um, or is it uh, 40 per?
3: It might be 40 per, yeah.
2: I think I would do that if, like, let's take the list. Let's implement these changes. Are we at, like nineteen
3: eighty? You know that kind of. Thing. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, uh, three dreads. Yeah, I, I like. I think three's the right number. I think
2: three's fine. Yeah, three. Mm. I don't see. There's only the only unit in the Space Marine line that can even come close to replicating what a Redemptor does is like the Relic Contender or the Leviathan, and mm. those are just such a pain in the butt and not really worth it to get into your list right now. Yeah. you have redemptors as the alternative like you can't just take out the redemptors the only do.
3: so there's one so i had a discussion with another good mate um about the frag storms over the storm bolters on on the the redemptors and we went back and forth for quite a bit because like it's it's you, well firstly you get blast on the the frag so you get auto 12 shots from each one versus say 20 necron warriors which is actually a big deal um but they're in the 18 inch range but whereas my storm bolters go to 30 inch range in, in dev doctrine and such
2: um, I do w- worry now that you bring it up though that you don't have an answer for like mass necron warriors. And I'll probably end up covering this in the list discussion in the mm-hmm. part two. But when I build lists, I also try to think of the things. That my list. So I don't know. Um, don't three talent
3: masters kill 20 necron warriors I'll, I'll, pretty I'll, easy? I was about to say, yeah, I got three talent masters. Yeah. Brother. 20 necron warriors yeah. ain't that big a deal.
2: No, if they have five of, and then reanimation, well, I, really uh, reanimation, that's like. A 60% get back... 60% didn't die rate, basically. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. A Talon master makes the Warrior Squad take, what, like, 10 saves? Because you're still winning on threes with everything. And then 10 saves is four dead, and then four dead, and then... Oh, 10. no, you,
3: you re... Well... So, there's They're no it's just poor, hitting yeah. on, So, it's 18 shots hitting on twos, winning on threes. So, you get about 15 hits, and then you get about 10 wounds. And then they have a five up. So, they fail about seven of them, and they probably get two, two back. So, you kill that five guys per. So, but 15. So, you
2: three take... one. So, so five of five up with reroll ones on one of them. Mm. Five of five up on its own is 55% pass rate. So, so with the ones on one of them, I'm just tossing it to 60 mm. make that easy. You did 10 wounds to the unit, say 60% pass the save a reanimation rate for 40% death rate. Mm-hmm. Each town averages four, make it five either way. You didn't knock the unit out. Yeah. And they're also doing the, you know, horde tactics tricks where like the back of the unit will be behind a wall or something. Yeah,
3: Yep. Yeah. So, well, in addition to that, yeah, I do have, I do have 12 shots of storm bolters from, sorry, eight shots of storm bolters from each, Uh, redemptor in addition to eight shots of essentially like old heavy bolter strength five minus one from each redemptor as well um so redemptors
2: help a lot because they have a lot of blast fire i'm just worried that like you can't one shot the unit and you you Uh, you seven or eight shot the unit is how you kill it but that lets them functionally reposition the unit and might rob you yeah
3: yeah so i can tell i can tell you right now that i tried to i played that matchup I played that matchup. That was my final, final game of the RTT. And um, he had 20 guys that he was able to get into cover, all 20 into cover. And um, that was a pain in the ass. But I still managed to kill him. Like it, it took me, I chipped, chipped away two turns and then third turn all in them and I got him down. But it was, I did. it took me more than I wanted because I couldn't do like 12. It, he only had 12 guys left and I couldn't do 12. I couldn't kill 12 in one go. So that is the thing, yeah? Because if I had, had I had five plasma inceptors, those 12 guys would have been dead because he had he had over he had over 10 so it would have been like 30 shots <laughs> um so the so the one one so uh, we want to talk about CP a little bit because it is a bit wonky that I take a patrol and a vanguard yeah yeah and uh, but I I was, I was it, actually
2: going to try to get your list to fit into uh double patrol. patrol
3: or something yeah, yeah well the the issue is that wanting the third so i want two detachments because that's the only way to get the third talon master and that's kind of key to this play to this archetype um which is why the only reason is two detachments and it's not a it's not a battalion um and so it cost it it literally cost me three cp to get the talon master in but i think it's worth it because they're really really good but the when you say you want to drop the the deathwing command squad down to two so drop one guy and have uh, have a five and two twos um that means i still need that many i still need six yeah, I still need six. I'd, well, I'd need seven because I'm, I'm getting that Ravenwing Wing champion here as well. So that means I do need to keep it as a Vanguard and patrol for the time being because it, it won't fit in a battalion. Or I could go I could battalion patrol, technically.
1: <clears>
3: I, the don't, I don't oh, hate that. I think it's too many troops. I don't
1: well, hate the idea of dropping one
3: Talonmaster and getting into one whatever well, uh, so I, to get the CPs. I found, it, and, I found it wasn't that thirsty, but I'm expecting that to change when I get the Codex because right now there isn't that much to throw CP at. I mean, that's fair.
2: Well, uh, I, there's also, if you if you go that route, you also want to fix your elite section, and then you might go an entirely different approach, because I was like, well, I want to make up the shooting, so
3: plasma scepters, and then mm. I
2: was like, well, I might as well take the apothecary, and then <laughs> <laughs> down, down the rabbit hole we go.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, right now, I'm liking not having to take an apothecary because I feel like I'm kind of butting the trend of the apothecary being like the only auto take in the space yeah, for each codex.
2: I do love the innovation here. It's not something you see every day.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly right. That's why the tech is my pseudo because he, he's, he heals the the Talismans as well as the as the um, sure. Redemptors.
2: Let, let's go back to your. Um... That's your list in general here. I think we gave you some more secondary options, which I really yeah. like. Um, is there, like, in the games you played, no, you, you've won your RTT, so you haven't actually lost yet, but is mm-hmm. there been anything you've struggled with?
3: Harley's. Um, Harleys, were, Harley's were an issue. Um, like you pointed out before, um, this, this, is, this list is relatively immobile um in that one i did i did do just fine though i ended up forcing into a into a grind that obviously i was going to win um but uh yeah he was able to
2: specifically that were the problem like very specific jank and tricks or do you think it was um like just a very fast mobile army
3: that has haywire i guess well so the haywire wasn't a big deal um oh, really? so what was so the, it's, the weird, it's a weird profile for the Redemptors. 13 wounds that you, then you, that has a, you know, a good armor saver, then you give a 5 up fill in no pain too. Um, actually takes a hell of a lot of haywire shots to kill. It was the fact that he was able to um, Twilight Pathways double move stuff while staying outside of range of my Libby onto my objectives, pull down my banners and deny my primary. That's, that's what he kept doing. Hmm. He kept getting 15 yeah, point turns and he kept giving me 5s or 10s
2: the problem um, is when someone this is hardly harley's with the army that did it to you but the problem is when, when someone blitzes you and traps you in your deployment zone just drops you a points over you. exactly harley's right. yeah. much the play style but like a lot of armies could do that
3: do well so, exactly yeah, what well, we, we got a dracari codex and i am guarantee they're going to be able to do something similar with venoms um right. uh, and on top of that like yeah. white scars already already can do that they can already sling uh-huh. themselves across the table blood angels we know they can do it um space Wolves, being able to, to to move in advance and charge they can do it as well uh yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Guardsman, hell, guardsman, term against double moving can do it. Um, so I don't know whether gonna, I need.
2: To, I'm gonna go into into really left field here. Crazy land, hit me, baby. All right, I'm heresy for all these fluff nuggets out there. What if we do dark angels and space wolves? Um, you still that's my get,
1: favorite combo.
2: <laughs> you still get to keep all of your units, for the most part. yeah. Your Redemptors become Space Wolf Redemptors, and that gives them access to a six-inch heroic intervention strat. Yep. They can even be uh, successors if you want, so they are better in combat with World Wonder Rage and born Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, You can get your Armor Rust, which is awesome. I like Armor, Armor Rust. Really cool. Um, but that's really what it is. Basically, it's just take your army, and then you lose your Mono Faction Doctrine, which is kind of sad Whatever. for the Dark Angels, but you yeah. gain... Armor of Russ, and six-inch roging Dreadnoughts, and I find when people do those, like, I'm going to just jinkly put an obstacle model on your objective. Aha! I'm going to rob you five points. Here's mm-hmm. a Dreadnought jerk face, and then you kill yeah. them all. It so yep. goes a really long way, especially the sneaky little Smash Captain zigzagging mm-hmm. through. I like him on a jump pack just because he's maneuvering.
3: So, I yeah, I really like that. I actually quite like that idea. I'm not sure if I'll do it simply because I kind of want to stay mono-dark I mean, angels, but I'm like definitely like going to write that thought, list. Yeah,
2: right. But like, that's um, definitely, I think, you take your list and you get the Dreadnought special rules. That's what I just did.
3: Yeah. So I'm a... Uh... I'm currently looking at some Ravenwing options. I quite like the idea of Outriders and and Black Knights. Black Knights, I'm I'm trying to make an excuse to use them just because I think they're sick. Um, But things that I can sling out onto my opponent's objectives that either will trade, like say, oh, if you want to take one of mine, that's cool, I took one of yours, or... Um, force enough pressure that they had to commit assets that they'd commit late game. like, so, because that's what happened with the the Harlequins. He was able to to sit back and then just piece me or throw things out to deny my primary, knowing he was wasn't getting any any secondaries, and I was going to because I had attrition, I'd kill more and stuff. Um, but uh, he. Uh, was able to do that because I didn't have any pressure going into him fast enough to make him expose his 10-mans, make him expose his bikes, make him expose his troop master, et cetera. Um, if I'm able to sling outriders up into his deployment zone and stuff, and let's say that those outriders deliver some, you know, Deathwing Knights or something crazy, all of a sudden, he has to commit all his resources, and he can, maybe he can't afford to sling them into my back line.
2: Well, also, here's another thought for you. and This probably, I don't know if this solves the exact issue you're, you're noticing here, but... You could take just speeder Storms, just flying yep, around. And more vehicles to perfect your Talonmasters in a pinch, and early game, they can be used for, again, engaging off fronts and just, you know, in domination, you want to hold three, but you don't want to sacrifice a real unit. How many points?
3: Off. How many points of Landspeeder Storm? 55. 55, that is nice. Because I'm actually a big fan of um, single, regular Landspeeders, but only yeah. on the caveat that in the, in the Dark Angels Codex, they get proper jink. So they actually have a. Yeah, as soon as they true, move, they get a five plus invulnerable.
2: Well, storms are actually kind of nifty. They're not. I'm not gonna say they're tougher than a regular speeder because they're uh, they're four up save instead of three up save, but they yep. are seven wounds, which is like kind of nice for soaking smites. Mm, it is, um, and they're often the ones that soak the smites. The way the army works, Um, it's also just like nifty against like certain weird things. Like, oh, this guy's got like a, just a few damage, three
3: shots. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I had somebody suggest uh, attack bikes to me and I thought it did did make sense. I, I love them sense too. Sense. They don't make that not make sense in this list.
2: They don't make sense in your list. They're no, they going don't. to get themselves killed so
3: fast. They are they are the obvious kill that right now. Like, no, I
2: can't shoot the town masters. The terminators are really hardened behind a wall. And I
3: don't want to shoot and their the, redemptors. No, oh Trimitors. cool. Oh attack bikes, look at that. <laughs> Thanks for the free food. <laughs> yeah. Um it's the same that so plasma receptors was an option as well. Like I could yeah. easily but drop
2: like again, the plasma Receptors are the killable units, so that's why mm. you want to then kind of amend the army to morph around the plasma Receptors. Like I don't really see the purpose of taking plasma and scepters and the dreadnoughts.
3: Exactly right. The core, the core as it is right now, is keeping the three talent well, three talent masters if I can, and the three redemptors as the functional core of the list. And then the support stuff is pretty uh pretty malleable. I'm actually gonna write up that list without the Libby without the techie because um like I, I, I found that people who shot at the redemptors usually one shot them. So the techie didn't get yeah. Actually- There's
2: no chipping redemptors. It's like way too yeah. hard and they produce damage too. So, like, the good chip weapons don't work. Mm. It's like, Sisters did eighty six hundred damage to your Redemptor, or he
3: survived. Oh, oh he survived, <laughs> <It's all> right? <laughs> um, but the funny thing was, the only time I did use the heal was against the Harlequins. The Haywire actually, he put um, I think it was five bikes that he had left, or was it four bikes he had left into it, and he left it on like three wins. Did ten wins with it with the with uh, four or five bikes, and I just pff, healed it right back up to full. Um, so in that matchup, it was pretty big. But yeah, I'm, I will actually try without it because I think that well, that's firstly, yeah, like you're right, it, it saves just under 200 points which can be used to to get things that gave me secondary enablers.
2: So, the Londoners is just an idea. I don't know if that's the right idea cuz they are pricey for what you get. You just get a lot of different cool stuff you can do. Uh, 200 yeah. points is a lot. Like you could
3: you could get stuff. Well, it you could be it could stuff. be my outriders as well.
2: It could be your outriders. It could be yeah. um I'm actually not really opposed to an impulsor of all things. I know they kind of aren't what they used to be at all. That they was still, they do you still wanna, do stuff that's really useful.
3: You want to hear something funny? That was the first, the very first version of this list was instead of the Redemptors, I had three units, I had three impulses with guys in it, either Blade Guard or um, Intercessors. And they had the Dark Shroud and then all the, three Talon Masters behind it. And I actually quite liked that list. The problem was, though, uh, it just it just folded it just like rolled right over i lost i had two i played like three games with that and two of those i lost two out of three or three out of three of the impulses turned one i was like wow this just doesn't work does it
2: i think the eliminators are like more than the impulsor but that was a cute adventure we went on
3: <laughs> it was a little cute adventure um i've got i've got a bunch of pocket plays with an impulsor i would love to have one impulser that has the assault um Impulsor's
2: always like your 2100 point list it's like i would love to take yeah. this uh, it's also the first thing that gets cut.
3: So I've got a fringe play, and this is this is banking on Dark Ages getting some kind of love for Plasma back, because um, right now they don't have weapons at the Dark Age. But the Assault Plasma Hellblasters, three shots each, that you can move the impulser, get them out of, and they're one of the best things that I know of that can go into a ruin that someone's hiding in and clear out something that's going to be scary next turn. Like, because you can sling them across the table, they get out. Let's say they go to three damage flat on the overcharge. You don't care if they explode and die, they're already dead. But they will do, you know, the three of them, it's, you know, 15 plasma shots at strength six, minus four flat three damage. You're just going to vape someone's uh, plasma incept as they started on the board. And um, that, that I find quite exciting. If, if, if we get any love for plasma, that's something I might do. Because that's like people, you know, people take their, their impulse and they put five blade guard and Ragnar in it. it this would be the equivalent.
2: Yeah, I'm with that. That could be really cool. I'd like to see that. Um, we've never really done a podcast format like this. John, is there anything else you want to discuss as far as Adam's list in this Um, week?
1: So, Adam, I think what would be really beneficial for newer players is, can you break down how you would just approach any game sort of like what you would do in the early game what you would do in the mid game and what you're trying to accomplish from the late game what pieces are you trying to save now obviously this is going to be matchup dependent and we'll get into it in the second episode but just an overall strategy for your list like is this a slow playlist is it a fast playlist is it you know um, that kind of thing.
3: <clears throat> so uh, what i really like about it is that it's a list that does, the only pieces it needs to use is the talent masters technically uh, like in, in a lot of games i'll make an analysis based on how many red damages i think i'm going to lose turn one if they're deployed in the open and then that'll that'll tell me how i need to play at the start of the game um like i played against uh what was it I played against Necrons, who had the Silent King and a Triarch Stalker. Uh, I did all the math, and I thought he's only got those three pieces that can legitimately do like a massive amount of damage. You know, the two hears and the one Triarch Stalker with two cannon shots. I'm like, the over-under on me losing a, a Redemptor turn one, I-, I got like a 50-50 of-, of not losing one of them. He did kill it in that matchup, so it was it was, it was bad, but I didn't end up winning anyway because he had to expose me <laughs> and stuff. But that-, that those kind of things... Is is quite easy. You make you make a risk assessment based on how much of your key pieces. This being the redemptors in this case, because naturally, unless I deploy or mess up entirely, you can't shoot any Talon Masters. And then either I form a single castle with um, the redemptors and then the Talon Masters behind, or I, I do a double castle with the Terminators and the Talon Masters and the redemptors. Um, but early game is really um, is is kind of a, a lot of what Nick does. Don't like sit in a corner, expose the stuff when you need to, because it's what's really great is exploding one Talon Master. Kills five, kills five intercessors. You know, especially in Dev doctrine. Um, so when people have those up on the midfield, I can really expose literally nothing that you can shoot and take away something that that you were using to score with. Um, and that's a really big, powerful. I'll, I'll do that for, for two or three turns. Uh, but third turn, I usually um, I've either deep struck you know, the terminators into the middle to Voltron my Talon Masters around, or the Redemptors have moved up enough. Um, I've even moved it. I even moved and advanced the Redemptors in in a, in a practice game just to get them up into the middle of the board so the Talon masters could get the relevance because they're really unless you're in a box there's their 18 inch move on the small board means there's always going to be an angle they're going to get you and usually i can put two or three of them on that angle and um it happened in one of my other games a guy had 10 um i think it was 10 troop hiding behind an angle i was just able to to peek aside he did had the three up involved on him three Talon masters i still killed seven out of that unit and made it non-combat effective you know um That kind of stuff, turn three, uh, when you're trying to hold back resources for late game, really creates a polarity shift um, and starts denying a lot of points. So usually the Telemasters are used to deny your primary from across the table, safely, without exposing anything. And then um, it's up to the Redemptors to move up, draw fire, and then usually the Telemasters go and win the game for me in the late game.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty fair assessment of how your army plays. It's a really cool a uh, different approach to board control and uh, it's a very seventh edition style or sorry, eighth edition style words
3: it really is it like i said this is the evolution of that bulgrin list i took and actually the guard aren't what they were um so i tried to like well you think about that i had lehman russes yeah and i had bulgren, and i had telemasters i still got the Talon Masters, and then the redemptors are pretty much a combination of a lehman russ and a bulgren. yeah that that's how i thought about it at least uh, yeah, and, and yeah it, it it's working a treat so far. Um, the, the terminators do become the X factor. I really like having the, the cyclone missile launches on them. It, it did a lot of work, the, especially on the, the burst, um, the blast damage, just having 12, 12 strength four shots on demand is really nice. In addition to the 12, they already have, which is why I had three storm bolts in there. So I drew it into, uh, into a massive bodies. I can just pump 24 strength four shots from that little squad. And that, that felt really good.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of little subtleties in this list, which I like
3: too. Um, one thing I didn't talk about was um, usually this. Is when you talked about what my like my mid game playing is, um, I got tactical, flexi- tactically flexible in my list um that's i have that on one of the the other talent masters and that reads uh once per battle at start of the battle round you can select a combat doctrine that is not currently active till the end of that battle round this ward has the following ability tactically flexible aura when resolving an attack made by a friendly raven wing model that was in six of this ward you can treat the chosen doctrine as being active so usually turn like i said when um turn two or turn three well usually sorry it's usually turn four i voltron out the um the masses turn three. I usually wind all three of them back to Dev Doctrine and try and kill anything that's going to threaten them when they've all out. Um, and that's a—it has been a really big swing because that's how I was able to kill all those uh, Necron warriors, um, turning them back. Yeah, t- turning all my sh- my shots into a damage. Sorry, rent two, and then the extra range just means I can hit the whole board turn three um, from anywhere with the eighteen-inch move.
2: Mm-hmm. That's really cool too. Yeah, that's a. There's a lot of nifty little tricks there.
3: Who would have um... thunk it? I would have thunk it. Don't I would
2: have,
1: but then again, I'm one of those <laughs> sick uh, Dark Angels players, right? So,
3: yeah, the one that wants to use space walls. Jesus. This guy. This guy right here. No, nah, I agree. It actually had a lot.
2: All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a bit of a departure from our usual kind of reviewing already a successful list. Uh, not to call Adam's unsuccessful, but it's kind of S- semi
3: semi successful. It still needs oh, to go yeah. through a bit of a crucible.
2: Right. So, uh, I think we discussed more theoretical ways to evolve it which was really cool I had a lot of fun recording it um let us know what you thought uh give us some feedback on Facebook or any of our other social media platforms or website um and then we'll hop on over to part two where we adam and I guess troubleshoot his uh theoretical matchups
3: yeah well I can, I can certainly run you through funnily enough I could run you through a bunch of xenos matchups i I've I pl- I played uh death Watch, Necrons and Harlequins, and I I'm pretty solid on those all, all of a sudden. like All of a sudden, I, I, th- I think I've got a really good grasp because I've I played against good players. I've got a really good grasp of how that works. I've played Sisters a bunch. I've played Sisters more with, with Dark Angels more than I've played any oh, yeah. other Tons thing.
2: Of questions I want to ask about if you ask Sisters. Yeah, so. we,
3: well, yeah. I'm going to be asking for your help, mate, because I need some help with that <laughs> matchup. There we go
2: okay
1: well thanks everyone for tuning into part one of our podcast which where we talk about the overall strategy of our list and in this case we actually talked about some a lot of cool options in part two we'll actually get into the nitty-gritty dirty details of optimal play and that's only available to our patrons which can be found at aow40k.com all right everyone peace and love and we'll see all of you patrons in part two everyone else we'll catch you next week
0: like the strategy discussion you heard want to hear more about the tactics of this list sign up for our patreon at aow40k.com where we go deep into details of optimal play this has been Art of War, a strategy and tactics podcast for Warhammer 40k. Hosted by Nick Nanavati and John Damaris. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Find us at AOW40k.com. And of course, connect, connect. on Facebook. Just look for AOW40k. 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 Till next time.